Thank you so much for listening to our podcast here at the Greenwood Church of God. We are so excited that you have found us here. Our prayer is that this podcast would enrich your life and give you strength for this week ahead. Thank you so much for being here. Now enjoy the podcast. Would you guys stay right there with me just for a moment? We are going to transition just for a few moments. Singers, if you would stay right there, y'all can be seated or however you choose to do it. But I understand today is the first of the year. And time is, I am pleasantly pleased with our congregation today. We've had some that's had to go, some that are sick, some that have had some emergencies that just found out in the middle of service. And I am so pleased to see you guys here on this first Sunday of the year that is considered to be a holiday. And I thank you that you did not take a holiday from serving the Lord and that you were able to be here. I want you to go with me to the book of Revelations. I want to, I want to share with you just a few points. In this time that I have, I want you to stay if you would. And, and I want to read it. And I'm going to try to give you a condensed version of what I want to share. Zach, that was so good. You know, that may, even, that may even help me read the scripture better. If you would just continue to strum that just for a moment. I want you to go with me to the book of Revelation chapter 21. I was kidding with someone today and said I was going to preach apocalyptic and I, I'm not going to do that. I do believe Jesus is coming back. I don't know if it's in 2023 but I do know he's coming back. Don't mean to rhyme, but he's coming back for me. Amen. Amen. I want to read Revelation 21. This scripture came to my mind as I got ready to preach this morning. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. I'm going to stop right there. It's going to be the The jest that's going to be the the totality of our reading. I make all things new. I want to go to the Lord in prayer. And I want to be very specific in what I share. Because I know that time is of the essence. I want to talk to you today just on that thought. All things new. The Lord has already done great works. Amen. Jesus' teaching, I believe in Luke chapter 15, said that even when one is found, the angels in heaven rejoice. We can learn a lot from the angels. Amen? And so we want to thank God for that. But I do believe that there is a need for the word to come forth because at the end, we are going to finish. I've got uh, Sister Stephanie is going to come up, going to pray. And then after that, we're going to do a declaration as we get ready to enter into 2000. And 23. Father, allow me to preach. God, do not let me take away from your word as far as God. Don't let me speed through it to the, t- to the moment, to the, to the point that we don't appreciate it. But God, let me be very wise. God, and very, 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 very um, swift, so to speak, in how I do it so that we won't lose out on this moment. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you so much, Zach. You can, you can stop now. It's, I appreciate it. Don't you enjoy the musicians and the singers? I tell you, well, something was different today. 
Something was different. God was moving. Not that he doesn't move, but there are times where the Lord comes in and he moves. And something was different today. And I thank you for worshiping with us. All things new. Never had the pleasure to drive a vehicle off of the lot with zero miles on it. I've never had that pleasure. One day maybe, but I've never done it. I don't regret it. In fact, the other day I was talking to my family about my little red pickup truck that y'all remember. And I said, I miss that little truck. It felt like a go-kart. You heard everything that passed by. You couldn't hardly hear each other. That's probably where some of my hearing got, got lost. But I missed it. It was used. It was beat up. But I miss it. The other day we were in my hometown of Houston, Mississippi, and my dad's got a Mazda. You didn't even know Mazdas made little pickup trucks, did you? They did back in about 1955. No, I'm just joking. It's not that long ago, but when I was about 10, I remember getting that little pickup truck. It's a Mazda. It's a white little Mazda. I think it's an 86 model. Do you know that truck still runs? We pulled up where my dad parks it there by the golf course in Houston, Mississippi, and Matthew looked at it, and Matthew said this. He said, there is no reason that that truck should still be running <laughs> because it is wore out. There's something about it when you drive a new truck off of the lot, when it gets on that road, it becomes a used truck. It doesn't matter if it's got one, two, three, four, or 200,000 miles. It's still a used vehicle. We have a lot of labels that we try to describe those items to make it sound as if they are new. Phrases like new, almost new, barely this is my favorite on Facebook Marketplace or something of that nature. You may, may see something that says barely used. And then you see it and it's like, no, that's been plenty used. All of these things are trying to describe something that is new. But you can go wherever you want to go and you will see that even if it's been used once, it's no longer considered new. Everybody in here knows that I love collecting things. I love collecting trinkets from toys and different things from my past. And one thing I've learned is this, is if you opened it as a child, it is no longer that valuable. Some of the toys that I played with as a child, if they had never been opened, and I would have been a good kid and thought about the longevity of my financial future, and set them on the shelf instead of putting them together and breaking off their heads and arms and everything else, I would have a, 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 a retirement plan already in place. Some toys that I had growing up, if they had never been opened, are worth $1,000 now. There are, there are, there are cards and, and, and collectibles that if they had never been looked at or opened, and who does that though? Every kid wants to open it. Every kid wants to. And no matter how much you try to polish it, it is still never considered new. 
They have a phrase for some of those. It says, NIB. You know what that stands for? New in box. And that simply means, means it's never been used. It is brand spanking new. But when we look in the Scripture, the Bible says that here in Revelation 21 that He makes all things new. Well, this Scripture in these few moments that I have with you will be a, a, a bookend to the beginning of the message, to the end of the message, because we know that in this passage it's talking about the eternal newness that we shall have with the Lord Jesus Christ. Did you know that in our new dwelling place and in our new body and in our new walk with the Lord and in our eternal security with Jesus when we get gloriously changed that we can walk on this earth and we can do all of the things that we're going to do and we still will be considered new. Did you know you can drive a car down the road and it's no longer new? You can wear a brand new suit and it's no longer new. You can get revived in the morning and you can go out and do some kind of strenuous activity and you feel wore out. But there's coming a day where we shall be so new that it doesn't matter if we are walking down the streets of Jerusalem or whether or not we're ruling and reigning. Whatever we're doing in our eternal state, we shall forever be new new hallelujah I don't know if you get happy over that but I do because sometimes I love to wear things that are new in fact I hate to sometimes even wash a, 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 a shirt that has been bought brand new because how many knows that after you do it once it's, still, it's just not the same something shifts and something changes and the other day I got something for Christmas I said if I never had to launder this again it would be great because it just feels different it's new but there's coming a day where we will not have to worry about being made new for we shall forever be new but for the believer today Jesus says that you are still new see for the new creation in Christ it does not mean that you are eternally new as of yet it doesn't mean that you are perfected it just simply means that you are changing and that you are forever being changed. Brethren, we don't yet know what we shall be. But when we see Him, we know that we shall be as He is. See, the work that He started in us in salvation is something of an eternal work. The potter has placed us on His clay, on His, His will. And we are His clay and we are His project. And with every stroke, with everything that happens, we are being molded. Not into our own image, not into our own example, not into our our own will but we are being molded into the image of the Lord Jesus Christ that when we see him we shall be as he is forever glorious new hallelujah so there's just a few things I want to share with you in 2023 four things first in the scripture we are told that we as believers in the New Testament have a promise of newness, of, of, of refreshing, of, of re revival, of, of being, being renewed. We are new. We are 
a new creature. We have a new mind. We, we are being changed from glory to what? Glory to glory. Hallelujah. Anybody here not feel new from time to time? See, the fact of the matter is, it is a continual process of being made new. For every one of us, as we drive our vehicles, work in our homes, or do whatever we may do, it is a depreciation of it getting worn out and worn down. But for the believer in eternity, it is the direct opposite. You got saved, and you got saved, broke, busted, and disgusted in life, but now the Master has you in your hands, and you are being molded into something better and and what you were you are not now you are a new creature that is being formed into something that eye has not seen ear is not heard you are being formed into something that you cannot even fathom if you thought your new vehicle was good if you thought the new church that we're in is great I want you to know we have not seen anything yet the best is still yet to come I can't wait to I am eternally new. But in that process, I declare you've got a new body. I declare you've got a new man. I declare you've got a new mind. You've got a new hope. You've got a new way. But the Bible tells us that it is a daily work and a daily progress and it is something that you have to stick to rigorously. You have to, you have to like, like, a, like a dog that is attached to a bone almost. You have to be tenacious and say, I will not not let go. I'm being made new. Yes. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it says that we are now a new creature. A new man. You'll see here in just a moment, that's what we'll see. You're, you're a new man. For any man that is in Christ, he is a new what? Creature. You're a new man. Romans 6 says... It gives the example of the old man and the new man. See, the old man is referred to here in Romans 6, and it is a man that has sin reigning in his life. It is a man that is obeying the lust of the flesh. It is a man that is full of the conversations and the fullness or the corruption of life. That was the old man. The old man was someone that was conformed to this world. But when you find Jesus, you put on a new man. The old songwriter said it like this. I took off my old coat and I put on the new. See, when you put on the new man, you're marked by righteousness and holiness. When you put on the new man, you are being renewed in knowledge after the image of Him that created you. When you put on the new man, it proves that you know now, according to Romans 12 and 2, what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. When you put on the old man or the new man, the old is passing away. And when you put on the new man you understand that you have been made new not by just
just some man, but by what Paul describes as the second Adam, Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. But we have an adversary called the devil. He is out to kill, steal, and destroy. And he would love to do nothing better than to stop the progress of your new man finding and meeting up with that glorified man one day when you see him face to face. And that's why when trouble comes, that's why when hardship comes, that's why when difficulty comes, you have that little devil whispering in your ear saying you might as well give up. Just stop it. Just move on. Find something else. But don't you stop yet because he that has began, I feel this, he that has began a good work in you is faithful to complete it. The valley don't stop it. The giant don't stop it. The hurt don't stop it. The death don't stop it. Because if he started it, he's faithful to complete it. Not only do you have a new creature or a new man, but you've got a new hope. Everybody knows my love for the song from Hee Haw that says gloom, despair, and agony on me. I don't know the rest of it, but I remember watching it at my mother Ida's house in Thorne, Mississippi. And I remember it was the saddest song that you could ever hear. They would sit there, did they have a pitchfork in the middle of what looked like a cornfield, and they would sing that. And it was it sound as if we would call it the mully grubs. They was in the mully grubs. They were depressed. They were upset. They had a old hope, as I would describe it. A hope that is clung to the things of this world. The negativity looms all over and your future seems like it was in doubt. The whole, the old hope solely looks at the sorrow and the despair caused by the tragedies of this life. But brethren, we don't go by the old hope anymore. We have what I have deemed in this message a new hope. And that new hope says that no matter what comes my way, my hope is not built on anything in this world, but my hope is built on Jesus Christ. I will lift up my eyes up to the hills from where comes my help. Psalms 3 says that he is the glory and the lifter of my head. For thou, O Lord, are a shield for me. You are the glory and the lifter of my head. The new hope tells me that no matter where I find myself, no matter what unit of the hospital, no matter what they tell me in the doctor's office I have a hope that says that all things work together for the good of those that love God and are called according to his promises I have a hope according to 2 Corinthians chapter 4 that says I am pressed but not crushed, persecuted but not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed, let me tell you sorrow may last for a night but joy comes in the morning I have a new hope. Hey, I have a hope that says my eyes are on the sparrow and I know he watches over me. I have not only a new hope, sorry. Sorry, I just wanted to get to hope so quick. I skipped the second one. We have a new mind. You know, Rick's amazing. He just kind of works with me, even though I'm kind of sporadic from time. Paul says it like this. He says, brethren, this is how you overcome it. Whatsoever things are good, 
Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of a good report. Think on these things. That's the hardest thing to do. The mind can be a cesspool if we let it. I'm not talking about sin. I'm not talking about lust. I'm talking about negativity. I'm talking about depression. I'm talking about anxiety. I'm talking about worry. I'm talking about fear. Because the old mind is consumed on the negative reports. The old mind is consumed on the fears of what is going on in this life. The old mind is consumed with the stress and the lies of the enemy. But the the new mind is a mind that we can now renew according to Romans 12 and 2. And we can think on good things. Philippians 4 and 8 and 9 says, if you will think on all of those things, it will allow you to overcome what you're facing. I don't know, maybe the mind is your biggest barrier, but let me just real quick show you how you can overcome the battlefield of the mind. When you are going through what you're going through now that you've got this new mind in Christ, you now can recall through the power of the Holy Spirit what the Bible says about you when the enemy says you're nothing you can whisper to him First John 4 and 4 and say greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world that when the enemy wants to say everything that you're facing is going to devour you you can whisper to him Romans 8 and 31 that says if God be for me then who can be against me when it seems like you are about to lose the battle you can whisper things like Romans 8 and 37 that says I am now more than an overcomer I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus see you may go through what you go through and you may have those thoughts to flood your mind but you have a new mind in Jesus Christ and you don't have to get stuck in the depression get stuck in the doubt get stuck in the worry get stuck in the fear but you can say to the enemy I know who I am and I know whose I am and I am an overcomer in Jesus Christ and the battle is not mine the battle is not my psychiatrist the battle is not even my churches but the battle is the Lord's now look all of those things are good hey my wife has canceled me many a times there's nothing wrong with counseling at all But you've got to first depend on Him. And then He can use all of those other means. You can't depend on me. You depend on Him to renew your mind, to give you the proper thoughts, to give you the proper faith, to give you the proper outlook, and then He can open doors to, whether it's medical, whether it's pastoral, whatever it is, He can lead you in the proper steps to cause you to continue in your walk in this new Mind, And not only do you have a new hope, a new mind, a new creation, a new man, you have a new way. In 2023, we declare that we have a new way. That ways just simply means that we are no longer walking according to the flesh. For Proverbs says there is a way that seems right to a man. But the end, has, has Siri ever got you lost? That little lady on that phone... One time caused me to end up in Florida. I'm joking. I just wanted to bring that up, see if I could get some laughters. 
That was my fault. But there have been times where certain GPSs have taken wrong turns and roads, and you're like, where are you taking me? Anybody ever been there before? Proverbs says it like this. There is a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is destruction. In this new year, we declare that we not only have a new mind, we not only have a new hope, we not only have a new man, but we have a new way. We no longer lean on our own understanding. We no longer go the route that we desire. We no longer are consumed by the desires and the passions of this world. We no longer say, today when we wake up, I'm going where I want to go. But we now have what I call a new way, a new walk, a new direction. We know what it is to quote scriptures like Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says... Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding and in all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your path. I've got a new way of walking. I've got a new way of talking. I've got a new path and direction in my life. It is not my will. It is not my desire. But it is His will, His desire, and His path that I choose. I'm on a new way. The other day I was talking with one of my children, and I'm going to end right here. Zach, would you come and, and get ready? I was talking with one of my children, and they're probably like, which one is it? We were talking about futures. We were talking about what we were going to plan. You know, before I met the Lord, I had some things I wanted to do. Some of you may not know, I wanted to be an artist. I thought about drawing for a living. I was like, you know, I want to draw. I love drawing. I, 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 I was decent at it, um, but I, I loved it. And I would talk about this and that, and I want to do this. But when 15 came, and Church of God Youth Camp came, and the Almighty snatched me, only to be described as like when a mother or a father snatches up a child, you know, trying to get on to them or whatever it may be. It felt just snatched me. No longer did I ever say, Brother Albert, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. This is my plans for my life. I was now on what I would call today a new walk. With every step, I would say, I may go here. But if the Lord chooses differently... So we were talking as a father and a, and, and a child, and we were like, well, we'd like to do this, maybe that, maybe this. But only if the Lord sees that as the plan for my life. Because, see, as a believer, sometimes we don't see the future like the Lord sees. Sometimes we don't see exactly what He sees down the road. But when we follow Him, when we set course, when we set sail and we allow Him to be the captain of our life, no longer are we going by our ways and our desires, but we are now going by His will, His desire, and His plans for our life. In 2023, I got a lot of things I want to see accomplished. I got a lot of things I'd like to do in my personal life, but I only want to do them if God is 
is willing and that is the plan for my life because it's no longer my plans it is no longer my desires it is no longer my wishes for my life for he knows the plans that he has for me says the Lord and I only want to go in the way that he has set me on and that's the new way and the new course and the new purpose for my life stand with me if you would this is Pastor Michael Mooneyham. I want to say thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. We are so thankful that you chose to join us in this way. But we would also love for you to come and join us in person at 1102 Sergeant John Pittman Parkway in Greenwood, Mississippi. Our service time is at 1040 a.m. And we would love to see you here. Thank you once again for listening. We hope to see you soon. God bless.